once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a John Maxwell said, a man must be big enough to admit his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough to correct them. I'm Scott with the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where we look at applying wisdom to life in three areas, mind, body, and soul. On this episode, it is a wise request to request wisdom. Before I read this uh, quote from Ian Bounds, have this in mind, the heartless prayer is a rotten thing. Here's what Ian Bounds says. It is necessary to iterate and reiterate that prayer as a mere habit, as a performance gone through by routine or in a professional way, is a dead and rotten thing as we think about making this request for wisdom. Maybe it was his age or that he was genuinely scared and couldn't help himself, but there's no mistaking his honesty in his request for wisdom in 1 Kings 3. King at age 19 God appeared to Solomon and asked a penetrating, sobering question, What do you require of me? It cleared away any childish response he might have had, any rote requests he would have picked up from, from having lived in David's house, David the king, and confides in God his deepest need. Now, I've had supervisors in the past that were every bit the typical type A personality don't waste my time kind of managers. But I have to admit, it did mean that you thought twice about what you said, forcing you to kind of hit the highlights. While we're fortunate that God isn't quite like that at all, he does listen for what is really going on. There's something to be said for focusing on what's most important and will have the greatest impact. In that sense, you're wise to make the most of it. Are you? When you consider that we have an audience with the one who controls all, created all, knows all, can grant all, shouldn't we be sure to make that count? So, a safe bet in those instances is to request, kindly, humbly, wisdom. So here's how to pray or make that request honestly and wisely. Read the first few verses of 1 Kings 3, and you'll see the early signs of what would lead Solomon to his undoing. In fact, God appears to Solomon in a dream during a trip he had made to sacrifice to other gods. But God's timing is perfect and humbling. 1 Kings 3, 5-14 gives us a look into the heart's response to God by a king who would become the wisest man to ever live. So in those verses, how can it help us avoid our prayers from becoming a dead and rotten thing? First, in verse 5, realize God is waiting to provide. It says, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. We are to understand this to be a test for Solomon. Keep in mind the one who is asking and that he desires to provide us what we need. Gary Millar, a professor at Queenland's Theological College, points to six prayers that God always says yes to, which also shows up in Solomon's request for wisdom. They are, Glorify yourself through me. Forgive me. Reveal more of yourself to me, give me wisdom, strengthen me to obey you, and spread the gospel to the lost. You can also see parallels in Matthew 6.33, seek first, James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, and James 4.3, because you ask wrongly. It's all there in Solomon's request. So first, realize God is waiting to provide. Secondly, recall God's faithfulness and promises. Verse 6, And Solomon said, 
You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on the throne this day. Solomon restates God's promise. Because his father David was faithful meant that they would continue to have a man on the throne. Whether promises to us as children or how he has been faithful to you in particular, remembering can help us understand the request we need to make of God. Third, reveal your position. Verses 7 and 8. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of David my father, although I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. As young, inexperienced king, Solomon acknowledges his inability to rule, and how little he knows about what he has to do to be the servant in the midst of your people. So realize God is waiting to provide. Recall God's faithfulness and promises. Reveal your position. And next, request what you need. Verse 9. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? In other words, give me what I need to do what you've called me to do. As a father, a brother, a son, a co-worker, a colleague, as a Christian. That's what we want to request. Lastly, revel in how God responds. Verses 10 through 12. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for understanding to discern what is right. I give you wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before and none like you shall arise after you. He was given discernment, literally hearing, to understand justice, that he would faithfully apply the very essence of biblical wisdom. God gave him a wise and discerning heart so that he is uniquely qualified and empowered in a way that can only be recognized as God's doing. The request for wisdom pleases God, verse 10. And more often than not, means we receive more than we ask for. Verse 13. It is a wise request to request wisdom and do so with a heart that's alive, expectant, and humble. Be sure to spread the wisdom around. It, it is wise to share. Tell a friend about the podcast or send them over to wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening.